everybody. It's the Invest Well Show. I know you're surprised to hear my voice again. It's Michael Wall. Listen, this show today, I, I can guarantee you, I know life is busy. Life is crazy. Randy, there's so many things happening out there. I had to pull you off literally the 14th hole mm. in Atlanta there in the club, your club down there. And just say, come on, come on. We got to do a show, but there's a lot of great content we got to cover for the people. It's never a good idea when Michael Wall starts his day with a protein shake. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't <laughs> we could know. Be, we could be going anywhere. Very we could unpredictable. Be going anywhere. Yes. Very exactly. It's here, there, and everywhere, which kind of you know leads us a little bit into the show topic today, Randy, which is the idea of to diversify or not to diversify. That is the question. You know, it just reminded me of that back then that I remember, do or do not. There is, well, <laughs> there no, is that's no try. That's there right. is no try. That's right. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly right. To be or not to be, that is the question. That's what I was looking for, right, okay. Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Shockey Sphere? <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, protein shake, you don't know what you're going to get here. <laughs> that's exactly right. Hey, okay. so we really do got a great show lined up, and I, I am super excited. It's going to be fun today as well. I got a little surprise guest that's joining us, a little advisor on the street popping in to say hello. And we're going to talk about a couple things today that I think are so important, and that is the idea of diversification. You know, what is the right way to do it? You may not know there's been six stocks that have primarily pushed the markets that are responsible for most of the growth of the market since 2009. We're going to talk about that and what that looks like with your portfolio. We're also going to talk about how a lot of retirement plans have changed. You know, there's a lot of people because of COVID. In fact, 68 million, to be exact, people because of COVID have thought about changing or are in the process of changing their retirement plans. We're going to discuss that. We're also going to talk about taxes. California, as we always know, has been a very, very, very conservative right-wing state <laughs> and typically the lowest tax state mm. in the U.S. I so laugh in your general direction. That, <laughs> that is not true. But what they are doing is something that you're going to be surprised about when you hear about their top tax rate. It's, it's just kind of outrageous a little bit. So we're going to discuss that. And what does that mean for the rest of the country in relation to will they follow or not? But before we jump there, I want to say, as always, I want to thank you for joining in, dialing in. Listen, each and every week, the goal is to provide content, information to help you improve your life, to help you improve what you're doing financially, make wise decisions. I believe, and I think you do too, that you can only make good decisions if you have the right information. Now, obviously, that information needs to be applied, but you got to have the right information. So that's very important what we try and do each week. The other thing I want to share is uh, many of you have taken a moment to share or like our show. Uh, when I say like, I mean primarily rate us, four or five-star rating, or six if you can do it on your podcast app. I haven't seen that yet, Randy, but it's possible. I mean, why would they not want to give a six-star rating to the show? I, I can understand. And also, we love your comments. Listen, we love your feedback and comments. Mike, I love the energy. I love the show. I love the content. I love everything about it. I love how, I'm, I mean, seriously, tell me whatever you want to say, but give us your thoughts and feedback and, um, you know, something you'd like to hear. You know, I'd really love to hear more about this or that, whatever it may be. The only thing we don't cover is flea training. Uh, that's one thing that we do not cover on this show, okay. and that uh, you have to go to another show to cover that, Randy. It's just, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Well, you know, if you have a protein shake and you look at the rating thing, your eyes get a little blurry and you might see six stars, so it could work for you. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. Right. Hey, one last comment. As always, you know, these shows are kind of powered by uh, Lean shakes. on the Wall. Yes. Brand. Yeah, protein shakes. <laughs> Lean on the Wall companies, which is Wall Private Wealth. 
and U.S. Private Wealth and Wall Lehman. These are all companies that you may or may not know, but that we own separate from the shows, a different deal. But they have kind of helped bring a lot of the knowledge to this place as we've been sharing and helping families for almost 20 years in a lot of capacities protect, grow, reduce taxes on their wealth, create business planning, succession planning, and all kinds of different things. So if you got questions about them, you want to give them a little shout out or just learn more about financial things more in depth, go to leanonthewall.com. There's also ways that you can get some free content and some current offers and things like that that are there by going to leanonthewall.com. All right, Randy, so what I wanted to do as we jump into this show, again, we're going to cover a couple topics that I know are going to be important to people as they're listening to this. It's going to be applicable to their life to help them you know, really think about some of the decisions that they're making now with their investments. That's kind of some of the goals. Obviously, you always want to get direct advice for your specific situation, but these will be beneficial, some of the things we talk about today. But before we jump into that, I wanted to bring in actually a good friend of mine, uh, Joseph Featherstone. Joseph is an investment advisor representative for U.S. Private Wealth, one of the companies, obviously, that I own, and he's worked with me for a couple of years now, kind of as an advisor on the street vibe and feel, just to kind of, you know, what he's feeling, what he's seen. Joe, first off, just thanks for taking a few moments out of yeah, your busy yeah, yeah. schedule and joining Randy and I. Thank you. Happy to be here. Man, I am tired this morning, actually. You need that a protein happens. shake. Yeah. Last night, well, I haven't had a protein shake yet, but <laughs> last night I... Uh, Dreamed I was a muffler and I woke up exhausted. Okay. <laughs> all right, then. Wow. We'll be here all week, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All you. week long. Oh, that's, oh, a, that's a classic. Uh, that's that's a, classic. a wonderful thing. Wonderful right. thing. Joe, if you don't know, is, um, well, I mean, obviously he's an investment advisor, but really what that means is he's sitting down with families, helping them craft detailed retirement plans and, and craft investment plans and you know, uh, really take a look at what's going to meet their needs as far as investment style and, and, and things like that. And Joe, I just thought I'd have you join us uh, just mm-hmm. for a few moments and just share what are some of the things you're seeing out there? I mean, we have a lot of investors listening to this show and they have different thoughts and ideas. Some are self-investors, some have advisors, you know, whatever. But what are you seeing out there as you're meeting mm-hmm. with families in different areas mm-hmm. and, and, you know, just kind of responding, hey, all this COVID stuff happening, markets, political, what are you seeing? Yeah. So what I've found, I mean, obviously there's uncertainty with this pandemic and all these issues going on with the Fed and the economy right now and jobs and all that stuff. But what I found with the clients that I'm working with is they're grateful for the opportunity to, you know, learn that there are still good opportunities for investment out there. There's Mm -hmm. still, you know, different markets and different sectors that have opportunity. There's still ways to protect your wealth. There's still ways to invest it and grow it tax plan around it. So I find that they're grateful for that. You know, they appreciate the ability to have a plan in the midst of all this that, you know, even though things are uncertain, we can still plan, we can still prepare, we can still be proactive. So I found that um, just appreciation and gratitude from them, kind of an excitement. Obviously, the uncertainty is there. But when you kind of show them, hey, there's this opportunity to grow and connect well, they're very happy about it. So people being open to different ideas. You know, let me ask you this question, because I think a lot of times investors or, you know, folks in general, they're a little bit leery of financial advisors. They're just Mm -hmm. quite honestly leery, which I understand. You know, Uh, I've been in the space for a long time, but they're leery about them. Why do you think that is? That's a great question, Mike. Uh, The reason is because there has been a lot of mistrust. Um, Mm -hmm. People have seen corruption with the banking system, 
they felt used by the industry. They felt like people don't actually care about them and their needs or their, their family or their, you know, the legacy they want to leave their kids, their, their retirement, their future. They, they don't feel that connection of caring and wanting to help. They just feel like they're a customer or a number or a mm. statistic. I think that's a big part of it. People have seen the corruption in the space. Yeah, at the highest level. So, if people, so. if people are in a place where they're they're out there and they're listening to this show, you know, obviously we have a, a way that they can reach out, leanonthewall.com and learn more about our firm, our team. That's a great way to meet Joseph, by the mm-hmm. way, also. But what do you think realistically from a non-self-serving kind of way, you know, what's maybe one or two things people that are saying, you know, I know I need to do something differently with my investments. I'm not really sure. I see these kind of invest online things where I can pay, you know, a certain Mm -hmm. amount a month, or Mm -hmm. I can do this, or I can do that, or I'm trying to do invest on my own. I just, I'm just not sure what to do, but I really want somebody to help me so I can live my life and maximize Mm -hmm. everything. We talk a lot around the firm about the fact that a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. And from your perspective, Joseph, what would you say would be one or two things that folks that are kind of looking for maybe a different set of eyes, a different lens, maybe a second opinion on their wealth? They're not really completely satisfied with what they're doing as they're listening to us out there. And they're saying, what should we be doing? What's one or two things you've seen that you think people should be doing? Yeah. So one of the things right off the bat when you say that is people need to, when they're looking at an advisor, when they're talking to a new person, they really need to feel like they understand what's going on. It's easy to say we, you know, we act in the client's best interests, and obviously our clients working with us know that and they feel that. But when you're looking for someone, how do you determine that's really going to happen right off the bat? Well, one of the ways I think is really feeling like you understand what you're investing in, what the process is like, and not just, well, this is kind of too complicated. You know, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. You know, the advisor throws out a bunch of financial jargon and use all kinds of terms to confuse the client. It's really understanding what you're doing, what the plan is, how it works out. I think that's really key. And just being open to new things, being open to new opportunities, not giving up because there are great advisors. There's great companies out there. People do. They are going to invest somewhere. So, you know, don't give up. There are good people. Just, you know, make sure to connect with the right people. And I think that's a huge part. Really feeling like you know what's going on, that you're confident in your plan going forward. Awesome. Well, Joseph Featherstone, investment advisor, U.S. Private Wealth, also works with Wall Private Wealth on the insurance, tax planning, legacy planning side as well. Joe, thanks so much for joining us today on the show and sharing some of your thoughts. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So, Randy, there we go. We got a little uh, advisor on the street, and uh, I just wanted to have Joseph in. I know he's seen a lot of different things. I thought he'd be able to share some thoughts and ideas for the folks that are out there. A little power for the people. So, let's jump in to uh, some of the things we talked about, and and that is diversification. So let's jump right into that, because I think it's so important that a lot of times we hear this word diversify, 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 but what does that really mean? And, uh, you know, we've all heard said before, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket and, you know, so on and so forth. But when you take a look at the gains of the S&P since March, right, 30% of them have come from six stocks, Facebook, Apple, Netflix, Microsoft, Amazon, and Google. And then, you know, you hear Warren Buffett now, Randy, saying, well, if I had to do it all over again, I would just use indexes and I'd just do it with Vanguard. And oh, don't tell anybody we got a great investment in Vanguard ourselves. already. I mean, it's like, wait a minute. Are you really, Warren, are you kidding me? Listen, you mean you would go back and all you would do is buy index 
investments? I don't think so. I, I just don't. I don't believe that's the case. And by the way, if you dial in the actual statistics, what we know is, you know, a little over 90 percent of all of the growth of the market since 2009 are actually from those same six mm-hmm. stocks. Mm-hmm. So, Randy, I think this is so important that people have to be thinking about what are they actually investing in? And what does that look like? And are things becoming a little bit too risky? Because in my opinion, I think they are. You know, if it feels like it's hot, it might be hot. (laughs) Well, you talked to Joe and he was talking about how people are uncertain about what they should do. And I think that when you think about risk, somebody probably feels as though if I buy one or two stocks, that's going to put me in a higher risk category than buying an entire index. And that may well be true. But when you look at this, having six stocks keeping the stock market up, does that mean in the S&P 500, there's 494 dogs and only six good ones. I don't necessarily think that's the case, is it? Well, no, it isn't the case. I mean, the the big key when you look at this is even though those companies have really pushed the markets, it's all based on a weighted scale. And when you think about the size of Amazon, as an example, you know, Jeff Bezos just himself has a higher net worth than four or five large S&P 500 corporations in America, just himself. Mm -hmm. So when you look at the size of these organizations, they're massive. Their market share is huge. And so when you look at all this on a weighted scale, that's where those numbers and and percentages come in. So that doesn't mean there's, you know, the rest of them are dogs. But what that does mean is, you know, what you absolutely have to pay attention to when you're investing is what is pushing the train. You know, if what's pushing the train are primarily six companies, then the reality of it is, uh, what if those six companies all of a sudden, I liken it to this. I, I went parasailing one time and it was kind of interesting. I'm out there. It was down in the Key West. I'm down there and I'm, I'm parasailing and I'm, I'm there. Nobody else wanted to go with me, Randy. So I was, I was there by myself with another guy from, I think it was from Virginia or something like that. But we're out there. We're getting ready to go parasailing. They put the harnesses on and, you know, everything's ready to go. And so we're out there and we go up and they kind of let us up a little bit at a time. And it was, listen, I have a fear of heights. I really do. I have a little bit of fear of heights. So we're out there and we're parasailing. We're going up, we're going up, we're going up. And I'm just, you know, I'm working on my mind. You know, it's going to be a great day. It's boy, but so thank the Lord for all that. <laughs> like, okay, God, good, good news. I, I got a relationship with God and it's good. Okay. So that's the good news. So I'm up there and I'm looking around. I'm like, wow, this is really beautiful. If I can just, you know, eliminate the fear and just enjoy the moment, which is always a process and a challenge. And that's one of the things that I really worked on and did. But the bottom line is they ended up bringing us back down. So you say, okay, we were only going to go so high because you got this, you know, parachute behind you. You got the boat pulling. Of course, the faster the boat goes, the higher you can go, right? And if the boat slows down or the engines stop, then you're in trouble. So think about Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Apple, and all that kind of stuff as the fang companies, as the engines. Well, if those engines go out, you know, if you're parasailing on a boat with one engine and the engine goes out, I don't know if getting out the oars and and rowing is going to be good for you. (laughs) It may not work out, okay? So the reason I brought the parasailing thing up is because I remember when I came back down and they brought me in and I'm on the platform, you know, I was like, well, why do you guys, you know, is there a reason or a process? You guys always have a boat this size or whatever. It's like, well, we always have a boat with two engines. And I said, why is that? He's like, well, obviously if one engine goes out, it's bad if you only have one engine. I said, well, once you just come back down and you could reel them in. I said, yeah, you could do that. But then if we don't reel them in fast enough, then the parachute could get in the water and then it becomes challenging. I said, what does that mean? I said, well, the parachute could actually fill up with water and literally start pulling you and everything else, including the boat, down into the water. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, 
First off, I'm glad you didn't tell me that before I went up. <laughs> I was just going to say, okay. when did you get this information? Yeah. That was in the disclaimer that nobody reads, nor did I. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, it really gave me a great analogy and likening to what happens with if you have six primary companies that are large and massive pushing like crazy the markets, like those engines on the boat. And then all of a sudden the engine goes out and the parachute comes down and starts to fill up with water. Well, that's going to pull the whole ship down. It's going to pull the whole boat down. And so similarly with the stock market, if these six companies don't perform in a way that they continue to have the same kind of momentum, it's going to affect the markets negatively. And I think that's what's important in the process. And I think, Randy, that leads us right into our our kind of second point, which is the idea of 68 million people have changed their retirement plans. And you you were reading a study about this. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, this is a study done of people getting ready for retirement. And they talked to a couple thousand people. And then they said, okay, we put this number into how many people are getting ready to turn 65, get into that retirement space. And there's about 68 million people, baby boomers, that are on their way into that area. And they said, that's how many people right now have said COVID-19 has had an effect on what I want to do for retirement. 29% of them said they're going to retire later. They're going to put it off for a while because they were thinking about retiring. And now all this has happened. They say, I'm going to put it on a hold right now and stay where I'm at. 10% of them has said, you know, I'm out. I have enough money. I'm okay. I just want to work the numbers to see if I can go out now. And then I'm sure there's a lot of people that have probably changed their investing style to perhaps a little less risky. So there's a lot of people out there right now getting with their financial advisors saying, is this going to affect my lifestyle in retirement? Well, it's definitely something that people need to be thinking about because, you know, listen, obviously markets came down, markets came back up, and and we're in a place where people still have questions of where the markets are going to go in the future. I don't believe we're done with all the negativity, personally. And I think that's one of the reasons that people need to be really thinking about what am I doing? How are my investments? And, you know, if your investments are in such a place where they took the dip, you know, where the markets went down, you went down, and then the markets came back and you came back up. If you took the dip and you're you're looking to move into retirement or you're just recently in retirement, I think it's really important that you rethink how your investments are aligned. Because, you know, as you move into retirement and as you're in retirement, you start taking money out of the portfolio, which is reverse dollar cost averaging. That's, you know, dollar cost averaging we've talked about in the show in the past, but it's the idea of purchasing into investments systematically over a period of time to average out the cost. So if you buy a stock at $20 and it's 20 bucks one month and it's 18 the next month per share and it's $22 a share the next month and 25 the next month and down to 21 the next month, you're averaging out the cost as you buy in. Well, when you retire, you're no longer investing money into your retirement account, your 401k or anything else like that. And you're actually pulling money out of the portfolio. So, you know, it's interesting. One of the things uh, over at the companies I mentioned at the beginning of the show, which can be found by going to leanonthewall.com, if one of the things they've done, which I think has been uh, interesting, is there's a little thing there called choose an offer under uh, about us or menu or just right there on the page, depending on how you go to look at it. Two offers are actually morning, morning star portfolio analysis and then second opinion on your investments. Both of those will give a little deeper dive on what someone financially is currently doing and are they set up correctly? Because I think that's so important, Randy, to take a look at how are your investments aligned and are you really ready for retirement based on uh, the new structure? Without belaboring the point too long here, I want to jump real quick, though, into the idea of taxes because, you know, California, as you know, we talked about at the beginning of the show, is very conservative. I mean, they're liberal. (laughs) 
<laughs> and beautiful state, by the way. You know, one of the things California has going for them is Napa. Napa Valley is wonderful. Pebble Beach, one of my favorite golf courses that exists out there. Love, love, love Pebble uh, Spanish Bay Inn. Just staying there. You get the bagpiper coming up every time, every day at about five o'clock <laughs> playing my song. <laughs> it's really a wonderful place, Randy. It's amazing. Just a beautiful landscape California is and a lot of great opportunities. But unfortunately, what they've done is they're proposing a tax hike that could literally boost the combined state and federal top tax rate to almost 54%. It's a big number. And, you know, they say, as goes California, as goes the rest of the nation. And you and I have discussed quite a bit on the show that all the stimulus money that has gone into our economy, somewhere along the line, somebody might say, you know what, we're going to have to make up that money somewhere. And we've, on this show, talked about how our nation has had a history of when there's a war, when there's a big event where a lot of money's got to go out taxes soon thereafter go up. So yeah. is that going to be the case? And this is probably one of the reasons that people are saying, I think I need to retire now and I need yeah. to have a plan now in case some of this kind of thing happens. Well, it really is the case. It's very important. And, um, you know, a couple key factors here. So the top tax rate in California, if that happens, uh, based on the article, which was from CNBC, would go up about 16.8% on folks earning $5 million a year and more. Now, I know some folks listening to this will be like, well, I don't make $5 million a year or more. It still doesn't affect me. But it really does. You know, they talk about the trickle down and people say, oh, trickle down doesn't work, but it does work. I mean, there's always, you don't have a job unless somebody has a business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know how you don't call that trickle down. You know, it's not like you say, oh, I got an idea. I want to make some money and I don't have any money, but I'd like to make some. You know, you got to make some money, just like a business. You got to spend money to make money, the whole idea. And also legislators in California are saying the tax hike, Randy, would raise more than $6 billion a year. And listen to this. It would redirect funding from the wealthy to those who've been hit hardest by the pandemic. It's kind of like, listen, I got a refrigerator and it's a double door refrigerator. You open it up and why don't you just come on in and you take whatever you want, whenever you want it, as you want it, and then uh, take it out. Instead of me saying, listen, I have a refrigerator. It's got a lot of food in there and I'd like to give to people to help out, which we are a very giving nation, by the way. You know, there's a lot of money that people give philanthropically. So, Uh, It's really kind of theft, highway robbery, move from the left hand, move to the right hand or right to the left, whatever it may be. But Michael, if you were to sit down and build a financial plan for somebody and say, this looks like this will work for you, you know, out to age 95. Yeah. But let's put this little caveat in here. We're going to raise taxes on you by 16%. And what does that do to a financial plan? Well, it makes a huge difference, obviously, because, you know, I mean, just real simple math, right? If you need to take $100,000 a year out of your portfolio, okay, and that money is taxed at ordinary income, right? Whether it's IRA money, you know, 401k, all that kind of stuff, right? So if you take a hundred grand a year out of the portfolio, taxed at ordinary income, the federal level right now is 37%. And obviously each state has their rate, et cetera. So if, if, if California goes to 54% almost, that means if you take out a hundred, 54,000 of that hundred will be taxes, <laughs> which means you, in, you. you only get that you, for every hundred you take out, you get to keep 46. Mm. Now, why is that important? Well, that means in order to get 100, you need to take out more than double to get out what you need. And the reason that's so important, Randy, in relation to factoring a portfolio and a retirement income is because you're literally in a place where your money will last half as long 
and that's a big deal. Now, are there ways to plan around it? Yes. There are some real uh, strategic advanced tax planning structure and techniques that can be used out there. In fact, we just delivered a check to a gentleman in Indiana. We got the check on hand where we were able to save him over through some strategic planning. Uh, as I mentioned, I think in the show past, about $575,000 in taxes. It's a big deal. It's real, right? Hey, congratulations. Over the course of time, this is what we were able to save you. And it's a wonderful thing over a two-year period of time. So let's land the plane here, Randy. We just wanted to share some quick thoughts. We had a little you know, advisor on the street moment with Joseph Featherstone. We talked about some other things in relation to diversification and taxes and uh, retirement planning and how those have shifted. So if you have questions on any of those, you want to reach out to Joe or you want to reach out to another advisor at the firm or just us in general, even me, I'm available and I'm around to have conversation. Go to leanonthewall.com, best place to reach out to us, leanonthewall.com. A lot of good information there that you can learn, grow, and connect with some current offers as well. And as always, the goal here is to help you think a little bit differently. Now is the time to take your hat out of the sand and don't just say, well, it's just going to be okay because it's always been okay and that's not going to be okay. So you need to think differently. Very important. Lastly, if, if you got somebody that you know it's retiring or you're retiring in general and you're like, man, I got to get this to them. Maybe you're younger and you're not retiring. You might be 30s, 40s. You're like, I'm not even close. Well, share it with a parent or a friend that you know that is or share it with a couple of folks that you're texting today just saying, this was interesting. You need to listen to this, right? We, we appreciate that as it shares the show and gets the word out there. And as always, our goal really here is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. That's our desire because I know that as you live on purpose, you will literally be planting shade trees under which you will never sit. In other words, you're preparing for a better generation for the generation to come. Have a blessed one. We'll talk to you next show. Any client experiences discussed during this show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. By contacting us, we'll review aspects for your retirement portfolio to include suggestions about how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Michael Wall is an investment advisor representative of U.S. Private Wealth, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Michael Wall is licensed in your state, please contact his office. Wall Private Wealth Inc. is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Michael Wall, NPN license number 733 0010.